Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> You're like it's been a while since. Yeah, I know, man. I know. Holiday season's been crazy. I know. Um, we're back, and we're back with a plan, people. Oh, we're yes, plan we plan to bring you more. I don't know. <laughs> more, yeah, more good, good stuff. Yo, I mean, to fo- listen to more, more to listen to. Follow us on Instagram at mm-hmm. eight AM shift. Um, We're working on some, uh, yeah, some Jiffy stuff. It's Jiffy gonna be stuff. crazy. It's gonna be good. Follow, follow us on Jiffy at eight AM shift. Um, twenty eighteen is gonna be our 20, year. It's gonna be our year. <laughs> um, complete with more fake ads. That's right. <clears throat> Feeling down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I was going. There. I know, right? Like. You need a new workwear hoodie for this winter? Mm. Tell me where, Jordan. <laughs> Go to Models. <laughs> Go to Models. Grab yourself a Smith Smith workwear shirt. Mm. Warm. Warm. Stylish. Stylish. And worn by only the strongest. By only the strongest. So, uh, sp- <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of... Only the strongest? Only the strongest. <laughs> so the two things that we were wanting to jump into today... Right. We're related to the media consumption that we've been uh, indulging in the last few weeks, All right? Oh yeah. Uh, Bright. Ooh boy. <laughs> and uh, the latest season of Black Mirror. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, Joe. Bro- Sorry, jo- you can hear me eating. <laughs> <laughs> Joe brought this up earlier to me. I mean, late. He brought this up to me late last week, and was just like, "Yo, you want to talk about Bright?" And I'm like, <laughs> "He's like, did you watch it yet?" I'm like, "Of course, I watched it." <laughs> <laughs> and I had not. <laughs> and I was like, "I'm down." <laughs> um. So the 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 beast that is bright. Absolutely. <laughs> well, let's yeah. just say this. Let's absolutely. start off by saying it's a, quite the beast. Quite quite the beast. Let's just start by saying it was pretty successful from what I've heard. Let's not not as a movie, but like I I sent Jordan an article. Uh, apparently, and I'm not you know uh, don't quote me here, but uh, <clears throat> apparently it had something like 11 million viewers like who streamed it, and this was not including like. Uh, foreign viewers and i believe mobile viewers but so that they said that would have equated to something like 92 million dollars in the box office like opening weekend so like people wanted to watch bright man yeah yeah <laughs> you know yeah um so the article that joe is referencing was published by birthmoviesdeath.com that's right a uh, great publication about movies and uh movies tv some game stuff and the title is called "Is Bright to the First True Piece of Clickbait Cinema." So, for those that don't realize, don't don't know, uh, the success of the f- of the one that just came out has already warranted another sequel mm. on Netflix. Right? Netflix is now creating a sequel to Bright People. Right. <laughs> so, in case you didn't know, and so here's here's my here's my take on Bright. Right, and I'll give you the backlog too. Is that when I first saw the trailers and I first heard about it, I I kind of ran into this um. I was going through one of those situations where I try to like figure out what, what the elevator ele- elevator pitch for this movie was. Right. Right. So my thing was that I thought it was so. the Training Day <laughs> meets Hellboy, or Hellboy Two. Right. I feel like it's more Training Day meets Lord of the Rings. Well, that that's exactly <laughs> how Will Smith described it. Right. right. Um, the reason I said Hellboy or Hellboy Two was because of uh, just like the the art direction felt a little bit very a little bit closer to something that, uh, Guillermo del Toro would have ran with versus something that uh, Peter Jackson would have ran with. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah. I feel like uh, since I'm such a huge Peter, J- I mean, um, I'm, I like them both, but I'm a huge Guillermo del Toro right. fan. I don't want to like put his name <laughs> anywhere near Bright. <laughs> 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 but I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. 
the the interesting thing though is that I didn't even realize when I was when I had seen the trailer that it was David Ayer who was the screenwriter for Training Day behind it. He's actually not the screenwriter for this, but he's the yeah he's the no yeah he's the screenwriter for Training Day, but he's a director for um right. for, for Bright. Screenwriter is the son of the great John Landis, Max Landis. Max Landis, yes, <clears throat> who's also working on. He's bringing something back, like they're 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 bringing some old franchise back, and he's about to. He's he's writing that now. He's like currently. I'll remember what it is as we as we <laughs> move forward in this piece. But uh, yeah, he's. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to. The apple may have fell far from the tree on this. <laughs> yeah, uh, let me let me get into this here. Please, please. Is Bright a good movie? No. Did Bright or does Bright have some potential? Yes. yes. Uh, basically, I give the short sort of answer to this is first and third act are awful, but the second act had some stuff where I was like, okay, like I can go with this. Right. This could be a story I would watch. Right. Uh, oh man, the last act is so bad. The ending is so bad. But and. It, yeah, there's like several several like plot holes that right. don't make any sense in the, either. The beginning is almost as bad because man, like it I seriously feel like Will Smith forgot how to act, man. Like his acting at points in this movie is atrocious. Yeah, there's a lot of so uh bad. there's a lot of like silly exposition they used to try and like yeah. fill in the holes. And then there's even parts of it that I, I was trying to that were like trying to come that in my mind I was trying to piece together, right? Right. So just to give some folks some backlog, I didn't watch this, right? This the setting for this world is like essentially our world, but it, as if like um, there's two thousand years previous. Yeah, two thousand <laughs> years previous. There was a giant like like uh, like like fairy elf uh, orc type of like, like <laughs> already, filter that it already sounds. Stupid. Yeah, it doesn't e- like it doesn't even make a lot of sense because they reference actual things that have happened in in our real life history. Let's right? just basically say if Lord of the Rings happened. And then and that was actual history, and then two thousand years later, we're here. Yeah, that's basically right. what Bright is. Right, but the thing is that there's also um, a, a a a like caste system in in place too, where basically orcs are kind of at the lower, at the lower level. Right. Um, because they chose them. Oh, there's gonna be a little spoilers here if you. Yeah, there's a, there's a few spoilers. But uh, the orcs are sort of like the lower class yes. because they chose the dark side, like during this battle two thousand oh, years right. ago. The elves, so you'll continue. You know? Yeah, they're a little. They're considered more like, like higher class or uh, more. You know, they're elitists. They're essentially elitists. Right? They're white, right? They're white, <laughs> literally, literally, <laughs> literally and figuratively. They are, they are, they are very white and pale. <laughs> 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 like, yeah. um, and there's also except for what you would call it, Ramirez, who plays like that, the FBI elf. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 um, and then there's also. The uh, there's fairies, right? Who you don't really understand how they fit into the actual context of it. Yeah, they're just like treated like big like mosquitoes. Yeah, big mosquitoes. And then there's a like, wasn't there a scene with like a dragon at one point? Yeah, there's like a really really quick, like extreme wide shot of L.A. and there's just like a dragon, dragon. flying over it, which I was like, <laughs> I was just like. <laughs> What the hell is this? Like, yeah. What are they setting up? Like, there's dragons now? Exa- there's also, like, a, f- uh, a centaur 
cop. Yeah, know, that, that's that's like another thing that stood out it's to like me. There was like more centaur cop yeah. that made no sense <laughs> yeah. to like the rest it's of like, like Jesus. Like you're, you're giving me orcs, you're giving me elves, uh, give me the centaur. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so they give you this world that's not really completely fleshed out to you yeah. within like that like 20, 30 minute period in the beginning. Right. And you know, world building and world sending is actually really a huge huge part of any any great like like movie franchise. Right. right. Like Star Wars wouldn't be Star Wars if you didn't like set out like the parameters. Right. Right. Um, at least when it comes to say like Jedi's and and Sith lords, right? So that that already alone is kind of like a, it's a weird setup, right? And then it's like they show you things, and you're kind of like, all right, give me that, like I want that, right? And then it's like, no. So like, here's this huge dragon flying over exactly, downtown exactly. L.A., and then you like never see anything about right. it again. And then the other thing that was a little confusing to me was that, okay, so you have brights are a certain type of elf, right? Well, the brights can be anything. It can be like anything, most right? Of them, most, most of, of the brights are elves, and they right. are like a certain type. But orcs, right? Right. There's like bright, orcs that are brights and there's some that aren't brights, right? I think yeah, because like any can be a bright, any, any can orc can be a bright, but you don't see one in this. Movie. Right, and then on top of that, within the um the elves, there's like a an elite like uh, team that's trying to get this magic wand. Right, right? they're like the uh, FBI basically, but like right. Well, there's FBI, which is which by the way, the name of the force was known as the Magical Task Force. Like they didn't even put much thought right, into it. Right, it was just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine someone coming up to you with like a a an ID that says like it's an FBI magic task force. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you would call like, the home and <laughs> get them committed. The funny thing is, it's like I feel like magic task force was like the name that Max Landis put down in the script as like a placeholder. Yeah, and then we're just like, ah, fuck <laughs> yeah, yeah, it. Right. I'll, I'll leave it in there. <laughs> like not not the Federal Bureau of Fantasy Investigation. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. like magic task force. Right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. And then that sounds like some shit that would have been in like the Santa Claus Three or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> Magic task force, <laughs> uh, <laughs> starring starring another another uh, what is it? <laughs> Star- <laughs> drug dealer <laughs> or ex drug dealer by the name of uh, Tim, <laughs> Tim, Tim Allen. Allen. I, I always love whenever I see his mugshot. Man, he looked ridiculous. I love how every time he gets on Fox News, he goes off on this tangential spiel about like how he did what he had to do and how yeah, like, that's in the past. It's like, yo, dude, you ratted on a bunch of people and you're also like a horrible <laughs> fucking person. Like, I can't even watch Home Improvement anymore because of you, like all this shit. You know and you mean? know, if you know Jordan, he needs himself some Home, home Improvement. improvement. <laughs> 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 no, uh, don't. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> yeah, no, every time I see that, that uh, mug shot, it makes, he looks like he stepped out of season two of Fargo or something like that. It's pretty funny yeah right he's got like a flannel on or something like yeah i know right like he was like the he was like the guy running shit in like an episode of sam Crow. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but anyhow so the other thing too is that there's like that um the the group that's trying to get the wand right not not the not the magic task force there's another remember, <laughs> remember saying it yeah remember the, yeah remember there's like that elite yeah, yeah. Group of elves who are like they're like the navy seals of like of elves right so then there's like another subsection of like right. their world that was like a little confusing, right? right? So and then on top of that, there's like this initiation initiation process for certain orcs, right? Or like some of them get made, some of them don't get made, right? right? Um, but like the whole thing with uh, Joel Edger- Joel Edgerton's character, Joel Edgerton, I just butchered that. Yeah, <laughs> Joel Edgerton. Sorry, call him Joel. 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 It's I do that a lot. It's like even when I say run the jewels, I it's supposed to be run the jewels. I learned this over the weekend. I, all my friends are like it's run the jewels, Jordan. I'm like run the jewels. It's like I listen to too much Wu Tang, no, too man. much Dipset, you know. Um, run the jewels. Run the jewels, uh, right? But yeah, so Joel Edgerton, right? Uh, his character is like his family was always like an like I guess an outcast 
of outcasts, right? So like right. they were like never really fully. They were accepted. never blooded. They were never blooded, which is I guess is the like the orcish way of getting made or being right. part accepted the community. There's a lot of these like um like ethno minority elements of 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 their of their culture. Um, the film. <laughs> I mean, it sounds almost like some like Samoan like right. like like blood oath or like i mean i'm totally making presu- being presumptions i know Samoans don't take blood oaths but <laughs> i'm just saying like the way the structure of it is like this kind of like familial clan mentality that they have and they even use the word clan right, yeah. multiple times within the um but the movie the prob- shout out to all my Samoans. <laughs> to all the Samoans. Yeah. the problem is that right the, the film's trying to have like all these like sort of underlying messages but they're like just beating you over the head oh with my it, goodness and you're just like you don't need that like make the movie and like we'll get it. Like you don't have to like just cram stuff down our throats, you know. Well, it's funny because if you were to watch Training Day now, there are probably elements of it that are somewhat, you know, to use the word problematic, right? For sure. You know. But to see them reiterate those things again with, you know, CG and makeup is even just <laughs> as fuck. It, it's just <laughs> as glaring. It's probably even a little bit more glaring. Yeah. Um, the minute uh, Will Smith says. Fairy lives don't matter today. I was like, I literally like cringe and like my, oh, my yeah, hand, my my hand sunk, like my head sunk into my hand, and I was just looking around like, oh my goodness, <laughs> like you know that's gonna be the entire message, right, of like right, the entire right. movie after yeah. that, right? And the funny thing, so this is another big issue I have with the movie, <laughs> <laughs> amongst other, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, first off, like I I said before, Will Smith is awful at it. He's not good. Like maybe there's a couple scenes in the middle where he works beginning at like not good like right from the beginning i was like dude can't act anymore uh maybe he was kind of like you know i feel like he was ad-libbing most of the scenes yeah but so like here's this if you know a little thing about will smith he tends to get a lot of people to come in and like rewrite scripts that he works right that's like why a lot of people don't want to work with him that's why like he didn't work end up being in django because like well one he pussed out but like two uh like Tarantino is never going to let him like touch the script, right? Right. Uh, there's so the film is filled with tons of lines, like really, really bad, like comedic lines that feel like his cronies like threw into the. Movie. I, I know because it's just like it's lines he's been saying his whole career. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, you, you've wa- if you've watched Men in Black, if right, you've watched right. uh, Bad Boys. You've heard him say these lines, right? And the right? thing is, that in both of those movies, he's, he's set up with a partner, right? right. Like he's set up with another partner, right? right. So. The minute like I started hearing these things, I'm like, I literally feel like I'm getting flashbacks to like Men in Black, exactly to, to Bad Boys. It's not, it's not like movies like was it, like Enemy of the State or right, right. or um, I'm trying to think of another like movie that he was more like solo in it. Even um, what's I didn't even I didn't even watch all of Wild Wild West, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> the they they ins- they inserted elements of that in there too. <laughs> but know? it's like it's just it's glaring that like someone like threw all this stuff in because like this is what Will Smith wanted. And it, it's so bad. And they, even to the point where, like, Joel Edgerton is, like, delivering some of these, like, lines. And you can just, the way he delivers them, it's just kind of like, ugh. Like, here we uh, yeah. here, here's <laughs> this line. I'm going to spit it out because, like, yeah. it got crammed into the script because, like, he wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> A friend of mine ha- had me dying yesterday. Who you met, Luis? <laughs> he <laughs> he texted me. Because, so, like, I wrote him after I saw Bright. And I was like, dude, I watched Bright. And he was like, oh, yeah, it's the worst of the year. And I was like, it's pretty bad, but I still would say, like, Justice League is the worst of the year. And he was like, so he went off. He's like, what are you talking about? And then he wrote me. He said, there's still an APB out on the chemistry that Joel Edgerton and Will Smith were supposed to have in that movie, which is pretty funny. Like, it's <laughs> like it's true. 
Yeah, for years. <laughs> so it's like our our uh, colleague uh, Mark Pagan of Other Men Need Help podcast, which is <laughs> what we listen to, has just inserted his own commentary, which is that movie was questionable, <laughs> very questionable, very questionable. So anyway, but like I said, the, here's we, we we're going on, we're like destroying it as we kind of should be, but. In the end, one of the reasons why I would say it's better than say Justice, Justice League. League or even <laughs> or even to me like an alien covenant is because Your listeners are like, those are some very interesting Well, I'm bringing <laughs> out movies from this year, from I this know, past year. I know. Is that at least I saw like in the middle, the second act of that movie, some bright spots where yeah, was, yes, n- yes no pun intended. Yeah, no, where I, I, I was agree. like this I could agree. work as a movie. Like the sequel, like that's gonna be happening, which I'm sure will be awful, but like could work if someone like actually took it and like we'll put money on that. Let's, let's put money on that when it when it when it yeah when it we should out. do that. But uh, <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a trilogy, I guarantee. Oh yeah, yeah, I expect it to. <laughs> but um, so like, like I said, at least there were some like bright spots. Like Covenant, right. I was just like technically a better made movie, but like. It was just awful, man. Like there was just not no redeeming qualities to me. Like you were just like changing everything from like the Alien franchise. Like it's just a movie that didn't need to exist. Right. And then we know what's DC's mo has been. <laughs> you know. So you know that's why I would say not necessarily the worst film in the year. Right. But right. still pretty bad. Right. Yeah. Um, and also, like, it killed me to see Joel Edgerton in that because he's a great actor. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I mean, I understand. It's a paycheck. but And he was like, fuck, I'll have, like, orc makeup on so, like, yeah. people won't even know it's me, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like a win-win kind of. You get paid yeah. and nobody knows you did it. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I think, um, I think the messaging for it was a bit glaring. And I think that's – I think a majority of people that have been trashing it – because. That's like, the first thing people say. Yeah, oh my god. It's like the it's medicine. like the messaging, but I mean, even there's certain subtleties that I thought were like a little over the top, right? Like so the one, another thing too is that you'll notice the LAPD is now like more multiracial. Right. Right? But they're all like anti-orc cop. Like right, so right. so like but what, what's but I mean, don't get it twisted. Them setting out him up the orc the first orc cop, right, right? In America, getting set up with a black cop. Right. That's not coincidental. Of course. It so. wasn't like a bunch of like like potential, you know, it's not like you know, Ethan Hawke was was uh, <laughs> had auditioned for the role and it just happened to go to Will Smith. <laughs> right. right? No, that was that was intentional. True. So already that in alone is already kind of like a an odd setup, and it's and they wanted to like grossly illustrate the whole hey, you know, like there's 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 problems with law enforcement, but they'll unify and have the hive mentality when right. they see an even bigger threat come along. Right. You know. Um, and it's, but it's, the thing is, it's so glaring. Every I mean, you have you have like Margaret Tro as like their as like what the lieutenant of, of the of the station. You have this is one scene with like um, Ken Choi um, and two other uh, like a, a, like a, a woman cop. I forgot her name. Um, she's also been in a lot of stuff too. Will Smith and then like and then another dude and they're basically just like like right. yo you got to plant this evidence on you got to like get the recording right and make there, sure uh, internal affairs internal and affairs yeah, and you're yeah. just like oh go- oh my goodness like they <laughs> like. The only the only highlight I could say is that this is like the closest I've probably seen for, to seeing a modern day version of Copland for that one scene, right? <laughs> like, but like other than that, it's like the silliest thing. Ever. And the thing is, like, it's very intentional. You have 
an Asian cop, you have like a right, Latina right. cop, you have a black cop, and then you have like I guess there was, was there another was guy like a white cop or like a South Asian guy. He's like South Asian. He's all right, and yeah. it's just like oh I get it. All the minorities now are are, are united against the orcish right, guy. Right, right. Message. Right. <laughs> Message. Right, and it's like it's like silly and glaring too at the same time yeah. because you you know folks would you know you know how it works you know how it really works we all know how it really works now they'll find a way to get the orcish cop to get a sense of pride and start working against all the o- those other guys too mm-hmm. you know just joking but not joking <laughs> um but not and then on top of that they, they insert this whole element of you know about about elitism right um with the whole thing with the elves right and you know the thing with the elves is that they look more human than say like uh, the orcs do, right? right? But they have their own section of Los Angeles. Which so. it's like it's not even explained that well. It, no, no, like, no, it's, it's yeah, like the elves explained. are like the rich, and that, and I'm like, but why? Right, like, exactly, nothing exactly. is ever explained. explained, right? Um, so like that was also glaring. Uh, there are there were like I said, there were some redeeming qualities, like you said. Um, I also another thing I did find somewhat glaring though was like the structure of the script and right. um. So spoiler alert! I didn't right. realize it was gonna be like a sort of like a one night out kind of thing, you know? Like, yeah, which it kind of just yeah, and that's yeah, and yeah. and the thing that got to me though was that David Ayer, he directed it, but the structure of the actual script and even some of the locations right. were very similar to Training Day. Yeah, yeah. Um, to and to me, it's like I'm not saying that like a, a, a director, or writer, or should be you know doesn't have the right to keep exploring the same territory. I just found it glaring because there's a particular scene, and I don't want to give away too much, right? Man, um, spoil it, man. It's like we're talking about it. There are spoilers. There are all spoilers. <laughs> but there's this one scene in particular where uh, um, it was literally lifted from training day. Which uh, one are you talking about? There's Same a scene where the orcish leader is just kind of like, yo, my son gets made today. Oh, uh, right, 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 right. Okay, I'm, I want to spoil it, but like, if you watch Training Day, yes, you'll yeah, know like that was kind of like the climax of the film, and right. then after that it kind of falls in place, right? And this is like a very similar It's scene. like taken straight it, out. Is it, right? and, and you're like watching this like, yo, you put in the same city, you give it a climax that's almost the same too. Right, right. Like that was really a little glaring to me. And there's even this part where um, Will Smith uh, references Rampart. Right. If you know the history of yeah, LAPD. Yeah, quickly, yeah. Right, so, on top of that, not so only is it could get old Rampart in here, yeah, again. exactly, <laughs> exactly. And then if you know the history of it, um, Rampart was a huge scandal that took place in the LA, took place within the LAPD. Mm-hmm. It inspired the movie Training Day, right? But what's the movie what's Rampart is really, really good. Really good. <laughs> <laughs> and the other side of it too, done by a Brooklyn College alum. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> um, and what's crazy though too with it is that you live in this world with like these elves and orcs and yet you, you're still referencing like messed up stuff that happened right. in our you know current historical timeline right. right um so like things like that i found like a little uneven but like you said the middle of it the way it comes together was um, right. i think a lot more like w- was a lot more intriguing it kept you watching you wanted to continue watching it right um it was just like <laughs> i don't know some stuff just like felt so ra- so like the basic idea right yeah. of like us living amongst like these fairy tale creatures i'm like all right like that's cool like modern day like we, right. i can roll with that right but just like the setup so even like you know the 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 uh elves that sort of become like our focal point like the bad ones that are chasing yeah, them yeah. and the uh, tika the girl that they're yeah. with like their introduction if yeah. you remember is like the fbi it's just like here's this girl here's this girl she's looking for her Boom, we're in. And I'm like, why did we need them to like just spit that all out for yeah. us? Like she they could have found her and then that let that story develop. But right. instead it was just like, here we go, because we want to immediately throw you into like them being chased down and like, 
you know, people being massacred and yeah. stuff like that. I was like, it's just, it's it's sloppy tori- storytelling. Yeah, like, yeah, even the whole thing with the magic wand, you're kind of like... <laughs> like and then uh, <laughs> everyone's just like, I need that magic wand. Yeah. <laughs> I need that magic wand. Although I do like the scene with the cops when they're all like, yo, this is happening. We're taking this wand. Oh, and yeah. And it leads to like the commentary. Like that was like sort of the point where I was like, all right, like I can, I'm feeling it's like, cause now rather than like it being like this beating you over the head, like with this like message that like yeah. everybody's trying to do this became like their motives right? right like all right i need this because like i got bills to pay or i need this because right. xyz and this is why i want this one right so that was the first scene where i was like okay like now some of these characters have like actual right. like m- right. motives for like right. their actions right and then like what follows i was like all right that's cool yeah like, crazy exactly. and cool like all right i'm down right. with that um, but then it just kind of rolls into the bullshit again. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> so I guess our analysis, our ADM shift analysis, is <laughs> if you got nothing to do on a Friday night, mm. it's worth just like you know popcorning yeah, your this, way through it. And this know. is why Netflix is great because yeah. it's like movie sucks, but hey, you're paying Netflix anyway, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you can watch it with the tons of other things yeah. that you watch. Who cares? Yeah. Crack a few beers. Exactly. <laughs> sit down with your uh, with your uh, friends and uh, you know watch Bright and make yeah. fun of it a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then wait for part two to come. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey there, shifters. Looking for an old school Italian bakery? Get yourselves over to Mazzola Bakery on 192 Union Street in Cobble Hill, Brooklyn. Some of the best Italian bread you're ever going to have. And be sure to ask for some lard bread. Trust me. So I think er- the talk of the town has been... Uh, Black Mirror season, season four. four. Um, Joey, did you want to kick off your no, thoughts? No, man, tell on? me what you think. You watch, I, I watched it before you. I want to hear your thoughts. I think you've heard most. You know, you know, so the, I, I actually thought the last episode was amazing. I loved the last episode, but the third sort of act to that episode, I feel like still very good, but I feel like sort of teeters a little bit whereas like i thought the first like the stories when that guy's going into the stories and stuff yeah i was like totally in and then when that came <clears throat> excuse me and then when that came it's fine but it's like i sort of predicted it like i was like i know where this yeah, is going. yeah so yeah. and that's the only thing that bothered me and predictability doesn't make anything bad and that's why i still like the episode yeah but it was just kind of um i thought so and what's funny is that even though at the begin, at I think I had said a few days ago that I wasn't, I, I still felt like the season three was a little bit better. I gave it some thought, and after that, that 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 sixth episode of season four, right. I was like, you know what? I think I like this season. U.S. Callister, U.S.S. Callister was great. was great. Yeah. Archangel was was really well done. It's funny, people that I've spoken to, the one that gets the most shit has been Archangel. I think. Archangel's I really s- like Dark Angel. Yeah, I think it's a lot smarter than yeah. people want to give it credit to. Yeah. Um, my, one of my friends was like, I hated uh, Rosemary DeWitt. And I was like, good, because like, that's what the episode wanted you to do. Yeah. You, want, <laughs> you, 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 you empathize with her, but you're, you do hate her actions. Right. Like, you're not going to, like, if you support her, then you kind of have some problems. Yeah. And, <laughs> I, and, and I think that's like the, the interesting part about it is that um, the nature of voyeurism as right. it relates to you know, trying to figure out where your kids are. Mm. Like, you know, it could work against you in that way. Mm. Um, but I think, I think that was a really smart episode. Crocodile was... I think the suspense in Crocodile was really smart. It's funny because Crocodile is, like, sort of the one that 
gets to the obscene. <laughs> like, like it does, it does. But it does. it's so well made, yeah. and she's great in it. It's yeah. one of my favorites of the season. Yeah. But I see where the story gets a little like out of hand. Yeah. But it's just so well done that I'm yeah. kind of like I'm 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 in you know I'm I'm along for the ride. Right. Right. Uh. Metalhead was really, really smart. Metalhead, it's funny. Metalhead's so simple, but really oh, smart. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. really. Yeah, it's so. You're right. Yeah, it's, it's so, so simple. simple. It's so simple. It's right. like, it, it could literally pass for like um a student film in some ways. Right. Like, but like a better First off, film. I also want to be like, these idiots have been looking for like sequels to Terminator for the longest. Yeah, right. should just spoke to <laughs> Charlie <Right>. Brooker. <laughs> um. um <laughs> Uh, I love Hang the DJ. The Hang the DJ was great. See, here, that, here we go. That was the one. That, that's the only one I felt really weird about because um, nah, I thought it was so clever too, man. And uh, it, one because like Hang the DJ like definitely plays on the success of San, San Junipero, but it yeah. sort of takes this turn that San Junipero does not. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Right, I appreciate that with the episode. Right. Well, I guess on to like the sixth episode, um, the Black Museum. I think I think it was smart on the uh, showrunners' part because they they never really had an episode that really explains the whole context of everything, and this right. is like their first attempt to kind of like hint at that. Right. Um, and I was reading uh, like Pop Sugar had this great article about there's a possibility that um, there's stuff within the actual Black Museum that hint that the, that there's fe- that they might you know that they might be appear in future episodes. Right. Well, know? and there's tons of Easter. Yeah, there's tons of Easter from areas. like past seasons, past seasons from that yeah, season. Yeah, from that season. So yeah. Um, I but love when you see the guy reading uh, the 15 million merits. Comic yeah, book yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like there's a lot, there's a lot of layers to it. I think that was like one of the most coded episodes of, like, I think ever. Yeah. Um, even the name of it, the Black Museum, is like a double meaning to it. Especially right. if you see that from the ending to even what's supposed to be. It's, it's a reference to Black Mirror as right. like a Black Mirror museum. But you know what the the what the the third act of it is of that episode right. um, lays out is something that I think really really like will you know strike a few chords with people right um even the guy even when when at the beginning when the woman enters right and the guy's kind of like a little weird a little um like a little shady you know and then like you see his his um his excitement and his like uh his interactions like like i've you've you've probably been around personalities like that right you know you've probably been around a few guys that spend too much time on reddit or <laughs> right that have that type of personality and you're a little weirded out by them and they say these things that are a little coded right you know um but like within that ep- within that third part third act of the um of the episode um you know someone remarked to me that like he he says something to the young woman and his hands are like he he does this with his hands right like it's just very it's very almost like trump-esque like what he, right, like, right, like he right. uses his hands and but even like his excitement in describing um, what he did to this individual, right? It's like you've seen that type of excitement from from guys like that, right. you know, in in the real life, and that's why the ending for it was so fitting. And I thought it was like really interesting and and intriguing how they went about constructing it. You knew there was gonna be like a twist at the end. Like she even the girl in it even says like, "Oh, uh, but what's the but?" Right, right, time, right, right. Um, and I thought that was like really, really, really like smart about it. No, it's a great episode. Like yeah. I said, and. <clears throat> Like I say, even though like I think for me the ending was predictable. Oh yeah, the, the ending. Yeah, you definitely know it's going. It doesn't so make it bad. Like yeah, I said, it's bad, still yeah. what it does and the message that it's trying to convey yeah. is still you know there and it's still strong. Um, I think it's probably my third or fourth favorite episode of the season. I, I mean, probably third. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out my favorites in terms of like order, but I think, I mean, I thought, like, I thought uh, like Metalhead. I I didn't know how I felt about it, but at the end of it, I was like, that was kind of dope. It's funny. I watched Metalhead and I was like, that was cool, but like, you know, like maybe not the greatest. And but like the more I think about it, I was like, it was very simple but cleverly done episode. Like, yeah. it's really, really good. Uh, to be honest, I think this, and a lot of people have been saying this, this may be the strongest season as a whole. Um, yeah. It's hard, like, because, you know, like, every, they've all become, like, classics for the most yeah, part. Yeah, now. yeah, But, um, yeah, no, I mean, the, the good thing about uh, Black Mirror is that even if, like, one episode is like, eh, or whatever – they st- there it's still always enjoyed like yeah. everything's always still yeah. really well written really well directed and really well done so right. it's like you're never just gonna come out like you know feeling like you just watched bright or something yeah <coughs> <laughs> well i mean it's that's what you funny you say that because like that's how i felt about crocodile where first of all the the cinematography was really well done it's amazing yeah um the suspense kept keeps you going the ending is probably the part where you're kind of like a little iffy right. because it's like clever but also kind of like all right like maybe yeah. a little too clever for its own good yeah exactly exactly and but like i said it's just like i went along with rye because like she's so good at yeah it. and I, i've seen her in other things I'm, i was sorry i'm forgetting the actress's name but like she was in a movie with tom cruise a few years back right she's right. really good actress and yeah like from the beginning she's great and right <laughs> so some people like uh my girlfriend she was like or i guess i should say fiance in case the am <laughs> shift world doesn't know right. uh, <laughs> she um she was saying she was ho- she <laughs> she was like hoping it would go be, like become more of a like you know the the girl who's doing the insurance stuff right, she right. sort of just like solves this thing right and i was like yeah like they could have went that way but like it seemed like it was going that way and they never do that like they never take that easy route so it wasn't gonna go there right Right. uh but uss callison was great like i and not only that i think it's great as a first episode because it's just a huge fuck you to like gamer gate and like the toxic male culture stuff so to have that be the first episode and i i I could bet i would like bet any money like that wasn't going to be the first episode and then they were like let's change the order of this and move this guy right up front well i also thought the humor in uh the uss callister one was really really smart i mean it's very dark dark, but it's also like a like a lighthearted way to like kick it off you know right and it's funny how i don't mean to cut you off it's funny how like men and women look at it because like i think in the end we both feel the same about it but in the very beginning right because that's like i've known guys like him right and before they set up like the scumbag he is it's like you kind of feel bad, bad for him, him right exactly. yeah but, like, but right from the beginning ali was like she she like paused it and she was like i'm gonna find it very hard to empathize with this guy like right from the right, beginning right. so it's like it's like maybe she had that sixth sense that like knew it was coming yeah yeah you know right, you know there's right, gonna right, be something right, in right. It, and you know saying. he's gonna be like a scumbag but you just didn't know he's gonna be that much right. of a scumbag till it right. really gets into it and then you're like wow like yep. i hate this guy <laughs> but yeah. um so it's just weird it's weird like how you like sort of approach watching that as a right. man or a woman right. but it's uh such a clever episode Yo, yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely um. Yeah. So you would say Black Museum is your favorite of this season? It, it's 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 freshest in my mind right now. But I just felt mm-hmm. like. Did you finish yesterday? 
Uh, no wonder it's yeah. precious on your mind. Yeah, I mean, th- just the way it was constructed, like, right. I mean, if you want, I mean, like, just how USS Callister is like an FU to all those Gamergate folks, I feel like Black Museum was like an FU to, um, like, I mean, there's, like I said, there's so many, like, layers to it. There's even this part where, um, one of the dudes that's like, that 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 wants to like let the machine go on for longer. Right, right, right. He has like a Richard Spencer haircut. Right, you know? right, right. Um, yeah, no, there's like all these. Yeah, there's all these nuggets that, in it, yeah. and and you know, like the whole time, this guy's getting excited. Like, listen, like this guy was a terrible person. Like, he was a killer. Right. right. Um, and like you know, oftentimes that's what happens. We we paint the picture of people one way. We think you know, and then even even in something like death, right? This uh this uh guy who's on death row gets taken advantage of right. by by a system right, right? um and there isn't it wasn't it wasn't created to like make you empathize with with killers or anything like no, that no no it was designed to make you empathize with the idea that maybe um like what what does torture what does uh morality look like in a world in in a in essentially like a dystopia right you know um and like you start thinking about it like holy crap like 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 that is a crazy concept right you know and but like if you want to illustrate the idea of like you know, uh, like, w- like how the prison system affects families, you know what I mean? How these things like if, if you just want to scratch the surface just a little bit, it does an excellent job of doing that, mm. you know. And they even, I mean, they try to like humanize it a little bit where they emphasize that, um, like they they sh- they're trying to get his name cleared, right? You know, um, there's even this part. Yeah, they give you this doubt. There's this like doubt. a sh- like a shadow exactly. of doubt that like he may not right. be, and that but yet. You know the system is screwing him, right? And that's the thing about the dystopia that's actually really, really interesting. Like, so in the second part of it, remember when like they're on the iPads, right? Mm. They're referencing the 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 murder of like this uh, weather weather reporter by the hands of the guy in Act Three, which is like really strong way to like tie it together, right? right? But there's this part in the first act where um after after the dude it was uh like Roy Haynes or something that's right um. It was Roy Haynes's like Black Museum, right, 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 right. right? right. He says something. He, like she's he's, he's describing the story. This young woman, who by the way was that one of the actresses in one of my favorite British TV series ever, mm. Top Boy. Right. Um, she. I also hear she's in um, uh, Black Panther. She's yeah. Great in it. Yeah. Yo, she's so amazing, and it's messed up that we can't even remember her name right now. But she, she's British, but like she did the way she did the American accent yeah, in, yeah. in Black in Black Man was pretty pretty amazing. <laughs> A friend of mine who saw. Black Panther already like loved her and so oh, she yeah. was great. Yeah. yeah. So she says something about in that after Act One where she's like, uh, but they did send him to jail, right? And the guy's just like, nah, nah, they just kept him in his like catatonic state where he's like, um, like forever like staring at the wall or whatnot. Right. right? And then you get and it's the, the person committing these atrocities is a white male. Right. You get to the third act, it's like they're like he's already like the there are discussing a a prison inmate who's a black male right and he, the excitement that they're that the guy has about describing like oh this guy's a terrible person like we did something by like taking his consciousness and making it torturing it forever right there's something to be said there's like coded language and coded interactions from both sides where like here's the guy in this first act right who's a white male that did a lot of like horrendous things right, right? he took p- pleasure out of seeing pain right and then they didn't send him to jail. They just left him in a catatonic state, even though he right, murdered right, murdered right. someone in the actual um, homeless or, guy. Yeah, right, homeless yeah. guy, right? 
And in the third one, it's like, here's a guy who they pointed, even in a dystopia, they pinned the crime on this guy, and they weren't even sure if that was the case, right? right? But they put him on death row because of it. Right, right? And, they, and they had no reason, they right. had no problems torturing him. They had no problems torturing him, right. right? And so, like, there's, like, this coded level, like, coded, like, um, messaging about, like, even a dystopia, we still cling on to these, like, antiquated notions right. of justice, right? right. And... I think like it, w- it was just like, that's why I was saying I thought it was such a smart sort of way of constructing this uh, this anthology episode because well even the the middle right. story with the the mother sort of getting forgotten in the exactly uh, you know like this female character yeah. who's like left to like you know, yeah exactly like, right is there's, there's a lot to that episode oh yeah it's, oh yeah it's first of really well done but it's <laughs> extremely bleak yeah uh, probably, it's not the bleakest yeah. <laughs> I, like I said I I. I all the episodes I, I thought were great, Black Museum inc- included. There's just a couple of reasons why I would maybe like put a couple of certain episodes above it. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, it's like, like I said, it's either my third or fourth favorite one of that season. It's a yeah. great episode, and it's uh, Letitia Wright. Yes, yes. <laughs> Shoutouts to Letitia Wright. Uh, and actually, I should actually find out just for good measure, Andrea. Riceborough <laughs> or Reeseborough <laughs> <laughs> in uh, Crocodile. Crocodile, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, right. see you later. Mm-hmm.